Hello, beautiful friends, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and today we're going to be talking about joy, right? It's pretty fitting. It's called Joyfully You Podcast. We're going to be talking about joy, why joy can be difficult, and I'm going to be also sharing about the power of celebration and why it's so, so, so important and how celebrating can actually um, keep us from procrastinating and it can keep us inspired and motivated to continue whatever it is that we are currently working on. Um, I've been able to connect with a lot of you guys via Instagram or via email, um, going back and forth. If you guys aren't on my email list, I send out emails. It's it's kind of like a written form of some, some of the topics that we talk about here on the podcast, but it's more of stories and heartfelt. And like, I literally write the emails on my own cell phone and then I put them into my fancy systems to send out, but it's directly from me, um, from the heart, uh, really wanting to connect and support and be a cheerleader for you on your journey and your walk of life. So um, something else that I'm going to put in the show notes is a free intention setting prompt. If you guys had gotten the intention setting prompt from a while ago, it's similar, but it's gotten a facelift because it's more of a PDF guide. And just like my podcast, I like to get straight to the point and make it super simple, but also very effective. Um, And so that's what you can expect by downloading that free prompt. And I'll put the link in the show notes. All right. So why is joy hard? Okay. So the very first thing, like I want you to imagine, (laughs) and this is an inspired thing from Brene Brown. So if you recognize this, this is why, um, imagine a family mom is in the passenger seat. Dad's in the driver's seat. The kids are in the background and they're laughing and they're on the freeway. And the mom turns around to look at the kids. Dad's looking at the road And imagine in a movie, you know, camera pans, what happens next? (laughs) I've done this with different women that are part of like the glow mastermind or private calls. And they're always like car accident, semi truck, (laughs) Uh, you know, it's always car accident, right? Semi truck, like something that's just an awful thing. Um, And this is why it can be difficult to really sink into joy. And the reason is because we're anticipating trauma. We're anticipating chaos. We're anticipating struggle. And it's not coming out of nowhere. You know, we have been programmed to anticipate this because of the culture that we live in and the TV shows and the movies and all of these other different um, sources of media consumption, right? If you've ever been driving and on the side of the road, you see you know, a dead animal, you know, it de- for me, it depends what type of mood I'm in, because if I'm in a certain mood, I'll see it. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, baby, right? Just this feeling of remorse of like, I'm so sorry. Sometimes the reaction is like, ooh, like a shudder, you know, like you pull back of like, oh, you know, of seeing like a dead animal. And so when we're in person to these things, we're, we're not designed, you know, if we think about times before we had television, the exposure we would have to violence, to gruesome, you know, 
like bloodiness, you know, the exposure we would have to that would be very minimal because we would only be exposed to it if it actually happened to us in person. So start to think of how often or how many times you've seen things that are like really gruesome. And to be honest, I know a lot of you guys listening um, work in the medical field because I've done some like surveying and just even with like Glow Mastermind, like there's been like 40% of the women in this past group were nurses or worked in healthcare facilities or access or worked in hospitals of some sort and admin. And I thought that was so interesting, right? Because it's women that are very empathetic because they have this desire to serve, but they also aren't really phased as much by seeing, um, what, what is the word? It's not violence, but seeing, you know, like bloodiness, you know, because we've started to become kind of immune to it and kind of numb to it because we think about TV shows, like think about Grey's Anatomy. It's funny. Like whenever I've gone through little like moments of depression, it's always friends or Grey's Anatomy that I want to watch, you know, because it's like, I have this relationship with the characters. I mean, who else can relate to this where you're like, oh, I know Monica, I know Rachel, or it's like, oh, Meredith, I know you, Karev, I know you, I love you. (laughs) Um, But you know, there's been times where if I'm like, really in alignment and feeling attuned. If I see something like an open heart surgery on Grey's Anatomy, I shudder. I'm like, oh my God, I can't watch this. My stomach churns. But if I am, but if I, I've noticed times in the past where I was kind of depressed and I was kind of ignoring things, I wasn't like taking the lead for myself in my life, then I could sit and watch it for hours completely unfazed. And so this, there's a full, full circle here. Okay. With joy. When we are overly exposed, we start to become desensitized and different TV shows and movies that are good. There's a plot. There's a problem. There's a tragedy, right? Because then it's like, what happens after that? And so our mind will file away all of those different experiences that we've seen on TV. And what I've studied and what I know about visualizations is if you, for example, athletes do this all the time, they will visualize themselves in the process or in the outcome. So the process would be like visualizing the hard workouts, visualizing all of the practices of that sport that they play. The outcome visualizations is visualizing, catching the ball, visualizing, touchdown, visualizing goal, visualizing, slam dunk, visualizing that outcome, you know, for you, visualizing getting on that plane to go to that dream destination, visualizing walking down that aisle. If marriage is a dream for you, visualizing, making that money, visualizing, waking up happy. When we use the power of visualization, the mind doesn't really know if it's real or not because it feels real. And this is why like visualization is such a powerful tool for manifestation. But now let's think about TV. When we are getting an actual visual of these tragedies, of these awful traumatic experiences that yes, I'm not going to say they are entertaining at times. Like who doesn't love a good drama? But I know for me, I can't watch things. I don't want, I don't watch scary movies. I haven't watched a scary movie since um, The Sixth Sense, swear to God. (laughs) That was the last time I watched a scary movie and I will never watch another one again, okay? Like, 
no shame in the game over here. I know like my, for example, my little sister, she loves them, you know, and that's all cool. That's good. Like she, she can do her. And so if you love them, that's great. Good for you. But for me personally, my sensitive soul cannot take it without it seeping into my subconscious mind. Cause then I will start having dreams. I will start having worrisome thoughts. You know, I will start freaking out thinking about, I remember, and and I remember a story or when I was little, I remember I was really young. I was probably like nine and I started to imagine what would happen if my parents died. And I remember going into my parents' room, crying, like I'm talking ugly cry, like, <laughs> you know, like cannot talk. I was crying so much, telling them, like, I just realized you're going to die one day and I'm so sad. Right. And it almost makes me sad again, just thinking about it because yes, I know it's going to happen, but here's the thing. I have the cure for this and I'm going to come full circle. When we have those moments of imagining that is the part of our mind that is trying to prepare us for that. So whenever we start to experience joy, it's like this protection mechanism that comes in that's like, yeah, but what if this happens? Yeah, but what if this happens to prepare? But for anyone that has ever received that phone call, who has ever received that, oh God, it makes me want to cry because I'm thinking about times that I've received that phone call about someone that's passed away. There's nothing you can fucking do to prepare for that phone call. It's awful and it sucks. And there's nothing you can do to prepare for it. So a lot of like Brene Brown studies around this, they, she calls it foreboding joy. When you can't allow yourself to feel joy because you are starting to imagine a worst case scenario, all of a sudden these different files of tragedy start being pulled out and the mind is trying to protect itself by preparing. But here's the thing. Are you ready to take the lead? Are you ready to find your voice again? Because Glow is a self-love mastermind and it is starting soon. One of the biggest issues I see is women trying to operate with masculine leadership instead of feminine leadership. If you're like me, you know that you can work hard, but sometimes it's hard to feel like it matters. We've mastered hustle and grind before we've mastered self-love, mindfulness, and soul expression. So don't worry, the feminine flow is very productive, but in a way that feels like creativity, that feels like freedom. And so if you are looking to cultivate this feminine leadership and to step into your self-love, there's a link in the show notes to learn more. The studies show that the thing that allows people to fully sink into joy instead of worry when those thoughts come up is gratitude. So if a thought comes up of like, for example, that little girl, me, when I was crying about my parents, instead transitioning to, I'm so grateful for my parents. I'm so grateful that they are alive. I'm so grateful for my brother. I'm so grateful for my sister. I'm so grateful for my dogs. And so a way to, to activate joy and allow yourself to really feel into joy. Whenever you're having a joyful moment, if you find yourself worrying that something bad might happen or worrying that the shoe will drop or worrying that, you know, shit's going to hit the fan because it feels too good, right? Who else, who resonates with that? When things start going really good, it starts to feel uncomfortable because you've been used to things being a struggle for so long. 
This, you know, oftentimes if you grew up in a household that had a lot of chaos, you're more comfortable with chaos and struggle than you are comfortable with peace and ease and flow and joy. And so notice that notice when, and so this is why creating a practice of gratitude is so powerful. It's not fluff. There's actually science behind it. And I know that you guys as a community are very similar to me that like, we don't need the science. We need the feelings. (laughs) And so start practicing that when, um, you're experiencing joy and then like a, a fearful thought or worry comes to your mind, redirect your mind to gratitude. What are you grateful for in that moment? Allow yourself to feel it. Allow yourself to say it, think it, write it. Whatever you need to do to embody that gratitude for whatever it is that you are experiencing in that moment, and it will allow the joy to grow. Gratitude is the remedy for joy to grow. Or gratitude is the remedy for worry. It really is. Like gratitude is the most abundant emotion that you can ever experience. And when you start to create a practice, and this is funny, this is also from Brene Brown. She's like, she's like, y'all, I can have an attitude of gratitude, but until I'm practicing it, it doesn't really matter. And so for example, (laughs) she's like, I wear yoga pants all day, but I don't practice yoga. I got an attitude of yoga, but I don't have a yoga practice. So you can say you're grateful, but if you aren't practicing gratitude, then it's not actually going to have that effect. Saying you're grateful and practicing gratefulness and gratitude, two very different things. Opening up your journal, especially on the days that you feel worried or you are overthinking or you are in your head. I would say first thing is drop your shoulders. (laughs) Right now, drop your shoulders. Relax your jaw. Take a deep breath. (sighs) And get clear on what it is that you are grateful for. What are those things that you never want to lose? And allow yourself to feel into that gratitude of like, I am so grateful for and write it out. Maybe if it's a person expressing it, texting them, letting them know, okay? So that is kind of a little insight as to why it can feel difficult to connect with joy and how we can remedy those worries with practicing gratitude, okay? All right. So the second part of this episode is talking about this, the power of celebrations. Okay. So if you're someone who can finish things that you get done and then you're like, all right, what's next? What's next? What's next? If you don't take a moment to acknowledge the work that you just completed, even if it's something as simple as like, I just finished my laundry in one sitting. (laughs) It was a big deal for me when I started to fold my laundry right when it came out of the dryer. Cause I used to have a habit of like taking out of the dryer and letting it sit. And then I start picking from it, right? You know, like, oh, where's that underwear? Where are those socks? Where's that one shirt? And then it would just sit there and I'd be like, and I would never put it away. And it would take something that would take like five, 10 minutes, but it was a habit. So it was hard to break it. But once I broke that habit, it feels so good. And so now in those moments of something small, like doing your laundry in one setting is being like, I'm so proud of myself right now. Good job, Kels. You know, like allowing yourself to kind of have that positive self-talk of like, good job. And the reason why it's so important is those moments of acknowledgement help keep you going. 
without feeling burnt out. Because if we take the time to kind of celebrate and acknowledge, right? And celebration, sometimes celebration is, you know, a flute of champagne and hanging out with friends and like, woohoo, yeah, yeah, you know? But sometimes celebration is just taking a moment to look at what you just completed and say, oh, good job. Taking a couple deep breaths and telling yourself, I'm proud of you. That's really cool. You did a good job. Because you're interrupting that pattern of it's not enough, it's not enough, it's not enough. Because when we allow ourselves to acknowledge the stepping stones, then it allows us to feel good in the continuation of the journey. You know, there's people who say, you know, if you don't enjoy the journey, you aren't going to be able to enjoy the arrival. And sometimes that's true. Sometimes it's not like one of my close friends. She's like, mm, that's not the case for nursing school. She's like, nursing school was hell. Being a nurse is great. She's like, I didn't enjoy the journey at all, but I'm really proud of myself for the arrival. You know, so that like made me think like, okay, this analogy of like, you can't enjoy the destination if you don't enjoy the journey, like doesn't, um, doesn't apply to everyone everywhere. But if it applies to you, you will know, you know, are you uncomfortable or unhappy or not allowing yourself to celebrate the steps in hopes of experiencing that joy or happiness when you get there? You know, is it possible to give yourself that pat on the back and acknowledge how far you've come? I want you to kind of think of the things that you currently have right now that you used to want. What are things in your life that used to be a dream or a goal that you currently have? Like, how freaking cool is that? Like, for me, like, I'm in a happy, healthy relationship right now, and it's something that I wanted so bad in the past that I now currently have. And I wanted it, but I was very unattached, meaning I knew it was possible, but I I couldn't... Um, I couldn't get wrapped up of like, when is it going to happen? Because that was really disempowering for me. It didn't, it, it didn't put me in like an aligned state of mind at all. Um, if anything, it was just like, I'm open to connection. I'm open to me. And when people would ask me and please use this, if you're single and you have people that like ask you, you know, Oh, you're still single. Like, Oh, are you dating? You know, Oh, da, da, da. I would always reply to people. I'm like, yeah, I'm single. I'm like, but I'm excited to meet him when I do yeah, but I'm excited to meet him. And, you know, it's kind of this like language of like manifestation of, um, I'm looking forward to meeting him. So there's like that part of you that knows you will meet him or her, right? I'm looking forward to meeting her, uh, whichever it may be and speaking it into existence and really being aware of what you are putting out to the universe versus, oh, there's no good people left to date. That's scarcity mindset, you know? So be aware of how you are talking about the things that you have, how you are talking about the things that you want, and take a moment to reflect on the things that you now have that you once wanted. And just take a little micro moment to put your hand over your heart right now and be like, damn, I'm so grateful that I have that now. I'm so grateful that I got to experience that. I'm so grateful for that arrival of that thing I once wanted that I now have in my life. Mm, that feels good. I'm proud of me. Have you guys ever seen that Snoop Dogg video when he gets up to receive a, a, an award and he's like, I'd like to thank me. <laughs> it's such a funny video because I'm like, you would Snoop. 
you would. So, all right, guys, that is our podcast episode for today. I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe. I'm a self-love and empowerment coach, and I am committed, I'm committed to be there for you, to be your cheerleader, to help awaken your own inner cheerleader so we can be able to create some ease and flow into our life because I am a recovering procrastinator. I'm a recovering perfectionist. I get it. Okay. I used to struggle deeply with different addictions, especially like cigarettes and like different things like that. And it used to really mess with me. Um, and I didn't know it was possible to change and I didn't know like the tools, but just trust the process that the tools will continue to show up for you as you need them. And hello, you're here. So you're in a great place because that means you're investing your time into learning more about yourself. You're investing into your joy. You're investing into your personal growth. Um, and I also want to just do a, uh, an announcement too. My group coaching program, it's a mastermind, it's called Glow Self-Love Mastermind, is open for enrollment, meaning a new group of women is coming together. Um, As of right now, May 20th, 2021, there are four women signed up. So that means there are 11 spots left. The group maximum size is going to be 15 women. And so if you've been on that journey of learning how to follow through on the things that you really care about and stepping into your own leadership in your life, stepping into that authenticity and that expression of really letting yourself be seen, um, then check it out. The link is in the show notes. There's going to be two links in the show notes below. One of them is for the free intention setting prompt. The second link is for Glow Self-Love Mastermind. And there's a lot of video testimonials and written testimonials from past women that have been a part of this process and this program. And so you could be able to read all about it in there. Again, I'm Kelsey Lowe. You are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. If we haven't connected on Instagram yet, come say hi. You could take a screenshot if you loved this episode, post it to your stories, because when you post it to your Instagram story, it's connecting more women that need to hear this message, because can you imagine what the world would be like if more women were able to step into joy, to be able to feel that joy, to be able to feel safe, to be authentically themselves? What I want to see more of in the world, when you do something as little as posting to your Instagram story, that's the ripple effect that it does, and The podcast has been able to grow so much because of you. And so I just want to say thank you for tuning in and being a part of this journey with me. And I'm grateful to be a part of this journey with you. So I am Kelsey Lowe. You are listening to Joyfully You Podcast, and I will see you on the next episode.